The day that we're recording today is my birthday. Not just a birthday, though. It's my 26th birthday on June 26th. So champagne. <laughs> it's my birthday. I love that you... So I uh, came down to Halifax today, showed up at my apartment. Linnea's not around, but there are birthday pins. <laughs> in the, I was like, did you buy these birthday pins no. yourself? I will say I or did they not. They have been, But they've been gifted like previously like I, I okay. just have those but you do have them yeah and you I, pulled them out for yourself yeah <laughs> sometimes I let other people that. wear them so, so what is today's episode about so we're actually celebrating a different holiday oh that's okay when this podcast comes out because oh, <gasps> oh yes it'll be out on Canada oh, day week after my birthday it's yeah. Canada day well not about. really like about. five days five yeah days, I think. July 1st yeah the birth of confederation Canada yeah. day um, we've already done Confederation, though, so yeah. I was like, what other one can we do? And there's two that are really iconically, like, Canadian, okay. but I thought we would do the flag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this episode. It's one of my favorite Heritage <laughs> Minutes, and it's such a funny one in retrospect, because yeah. so it's... Um, oh, uh, are we going to the same party? Oh, the same party. <laughs> it's essentially the minister who was in charge of the committee to choose the flag, and he's like... In a dark room, <laughs> which, like, he's just talking to the camera, and he's like, the Prime Minister, he wants this. He's <laughs> just, like, pointing at different flags. It's so true. And it's like, we've gotten such crazy submissions, which, going through some of the submissions, like... Were they crazy? Oh, hilarious. There were over, like, 2,500 flags submitted by yeah. the public. I think only, like, 15 of them were seriously considered yeah. to be the flag. But one of them is just... So St. George's Cross, like uh -huh. England's flag, but in each of the white squares is one of the Beatles. <laughs> Don't you just love Canada? <laughs> Another one is just red with these white circles on the on both sides and then blue circles in that. It looks like someone is staring at you. It's just oh, like, creepy. It's a little weird. What I didn't know before we started doing this podcast, because when we talked about doing this podcast, I yeah. started like watching Heritage Minutes. I didn't realize how <laughs> recent it is that Canada even has a flag. I know. It only just had its 50th anniversary. Yeah, it's like, and it's because it like, when the flag happened, like I think my mom, like my mom was already born. Yeah. And that's just like, the flag you think is of younger flag than is, my parents, I think. Yeah, you think parents. of the flag as being something that, you know, has just been, like, part of the country forever. Like, I mean, yeah, you think about, like, England's flag, like, like well, Britain's flag, yeah. Great Britain's flag, and, um, like, that's probably been around for hundreds of years, and Canada's is just, like, 50-something. Yeah, and the, the maple leaf, as we'll talk about, is a little more iconic and so the maple mm -hmm. leaf would have been on things and it right. really comes into popularity during the first world war because it would have been on military uniforms right. but the canadian flag itself is is really not that old but the, the heritage minute it's, it's my favorite part of it is like he's so he's talking in this dark room pointing out all the flags that the committee was considering that are and he's popping like, up like a powerpoint slideshow it's like, like <laughs> i wonder yeah they're yeah, not yeah. actually there in the room no it's you're like what <laughs> What world are we in? It clearly is just the like, early nineties. Yeah, <laughs> but then you see light come into this dark room, and he's like, "Oh, 
Mr. Prime Minister and Mr. Diefenbaker, who's the leader of the opposition. It's like, are we are we going to the same party? But like that breaking of the fourth wall means that he was like in real life just standing in a dark room right. talking to himself. Right. Like that's what that suggests. It's one of my favorite hair. Because episodes. at first at first it kind of feels like we're somebody. Like the audience yeah. is somebody. But then it becomes very clear that nope, he's just Monologuing, talking to no one. Talking in a mirror. He's writing yeah. in his journal, <laughs> looking in a mirror. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, so as you said, Canadian flag itself is really not that old. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some of the flags that came before it okay. and how Canada identified itself really post-colonialism. And then um, we're going to talk about the great Canadian flag debate because not only is the Canadian flag recent, the debate over what our flag would be is one of the most petty things that has ever happened in Canadian <laughs> Parliament, and I love it. Okay. <laughs> Before the Canadian flag we all know and love, several flags were flown to represent Canada. Okay. So during the colonial period, whatever European country was in power, it was usually the flags of their homelands that would get flown. Mm -hmm. But also the idea of your country just having one flag is kind of new as well. So... For example, the first flag that we know to have flown in Canada was St. George's Cross. So that's the British flag yeah. uh, carried by John Cabot when he reached Newfoundland in 1497. In 1534, Jacques Cartier planted a cross in Gaspé bearing the French royal coat of arms with a fleur-de-lis. But again, that's not the flag of France. Like It's almost more of a like Catholic symbol, like the Catholic right. Church of France. His ship, so Jacques Cartier's ship flew a red flag with a white cross, which was the French naval flag at the time. Okay. So we've got a lot of different flags happening. Yeah. New France continued to fly the evolving French military flags over that period. So it's like, this is a military base. We're going to, and as the French government changes its military flags, we're going to change the flags that are flown in New France. It's great. It's the thing that we love about flags is that you can identify them, but yeah. when they're changing all the time, not as easy. Well, and just thinking about it, it's like, so you have this flag in one place. They then have to like, it's not like you can just email and be like, oh, like, hey, no. like, I'm just gonna fax you over what the new flag looks yeah. like. Like, it probably took like months. Of you gotta time. find someone to make it right. Like, yeah, to send them over to get everybody to change. I don't know if this has ever happened, but I would love if they, like, wrote to New France and they're like, okay, these are the specs of our new flag. And they, like, really messed it up. And <laughs> they flew they were flying something totally wrong. Upside down. <laughs> Upside down, yeah. <laughs> when the French were in power from 1534 to 1760, two flags were flown as the national flag. Okay. So you get a pick. One was a blue square with three goldily. So I feel like... That one still gets flown sometimes. Yeah. Like, I feel like I see that one. Yeah. It's just a blue flag with three gold uh, gold fleur-de-lis yeah. on the flag. It would have been flown over fortifications and other military bases, and there was some evidence that the flag was flown by Samuel de Champlain at his home. Mm -hmm. The other flag that the French flew was just an all-white flag. So that symbolizes the Ancien Regime. So that's, like, their royal family. But it also symbolizes surrender, surrender. which I'm, I was trying to find if that's the origin of the, the surrender flag. Because I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, it's just the British making fun of France, of France flying a white flag. Like, We're big losers. We quit. We quit. 
The white flag was flown from ships, forts, and sometimes at land-claiming ceremonies. Early in the 17th century, it was regarded by the inhabitants of the colony as the emblem of the French nation and therefore their own national flag. But again, there's another flag that gets flown, so... National flags, I think, is a more of a modern concept okay. by, by our standards, the way that we recognize them. As for the British colonies, so in areas where Britain was in power or when eventually Britain kind of takes control of the whole country, the Union flag, more commonly known as the Union Jack, mm -hmm. uh, was flown as the British national flag. Because the Union Jack changes over time, they add crosses to it based on which British Isles they control. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's so cool. for a while it's just the cross of St. George and St. Andrew's cross, which is Scotland. Right. But then they add, I think it's the cross of St. Michael for either okay. Wales or... Northern Ireland. Oh, that's I think cool. it's Northern Ireland. That's very cool. Yeah, so it changes a little bit I just thought they were like, time. oh, this looks pretty. <laughs> like, yeah, cross here, cross there. Layered. It's nice. Yeah. It's really cool. There's, there's thought put into it, weirdly. Um, <laughs> Weird. It's also very religious to still have as their flag, but I feel like it's yeah. so iconic that they can't get rid of it. It's pretty iconic. Yeah. Another commonly flown British flag was the Red Ensign. So... The Red Ensign is very common in Canada and other British colonies. If you think of the Ontario provincial flag, mm -hmm. that's an example of an ensign. So it's the red field with the Union Jack in the upper corner. Okay. And then some kind of uh, iconography that makes it unique. Right. So I I know for Manitoba, I believe they have a buffalo or a bison yeah. on theirs. In Canada... It would have been the shield portion of what would become Canada's coat of arms. Oh, cool. So the shield itself has also changed a lot over time. But yeah. the one that we know, it has five sections. In the first section, we have three gold lions to symbolize England. Mm -hmm. There, In the second, the top right, there is a red lion. So that's like what's on Nova Scotia's flag. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think it's a dragon. It's, it's, it's just not a, a dragon. <laughs> And then that, so that would have symbolized Scotland. In the third section on the bottom left, we have an Irish harp. Okay, yeah. And then there are three fleur-de-lis for France. Right. Gold fleur-de-lis. And that's in the fourth section. And then along the bottom, they have red maple leaves. Yeah. And I know the Canadian coat of arms is actually really pretty. And yeah, I remember I like that it. was like a whole part of our grade nine, like social studies. Oh, like yeah. We had to like identify the parts and like color them and like talk about I would not mean. pass a citizenship test. The, okay. <laughs> the Canadian citizenship test is, is crazy. No. It's so hard. One of my one of my best friends, uh, Kaya, her mom, shout out to Melangina because she listens. <laughs> Hello. Melangina and Jackie listen together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she had to do the Canadian citizenship test and it was like difficult, like the studying. Like it was stuff normal people don't know. I know. And that's the thing. It's just like, I wouldn't be able to pass that test. Like if you were like, who is the 12th prime minister of Canada? <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't do And math. that's the question. I don't count. <laughs> yeah. There's only one prime minister in my eyes. His name is Justin Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> so the maple leaves that are on the coat of arms, it's traditionally three maple leaves. So on this sprig, there are like three maple leaves. The leaves were depicted as green on the coat of arms because it represents youth as opposed to what eventually becomes more popular, which is red maple leaves, because mm -hmm. that was viewed as, like, dying leaves in autumn. So they're like, we're going to put green maple leaves, which <laughs> does kind of make more sense. Like, they're green for longer. Yeah. The red is prettier. The red is so much but prettier. <laughs> they 
further stylize the maple leaves because maple leaves don't grow in sprigs of three. Yeah. But on almost all iconography before the maple leaf that we have today, there's always three of them. Yeah. Which I think is so bizarre. It's such a strange choice. That is weird. I mean, I get it. It's aesthetically pleasing. Oh, yeah. Odd numbers. People like three. Yeah. <laughs> You love three. You just said it was one of your favorite numbers. I love four. Oh. So this symbol would gain a lot of popularity as being distinctly Canadian. Mm-hmm. So the maple leaf from even during like the 1700s, 1800s is already being recognized as something that makes the Canadian colonies unique okay. as their like symbol. This shield was first proposed as a symbol in 1834. So the coat of arms that we see today was first proposed. Uh, proposed in 1834 and then it was established in 1868 on the arms of Quebec and Ontario. Okay. The shield forms the basis of the Royal Standard of Canada. The red ensign was commonly flown because it was the flag of the British Merchant Marine. So the red ensign which has that shield on it it just gets seen a lot because Mm -hmm. the Merchant Marine flies it. And I, so I think that's how it started as I being like wonder, really popular. I wonder if it's the color red because in the nautical alphabet, a red flag is just B. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think you're 100% right oh, on that's that. that's cool. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, so that's that's why the British Navy flies it all the time. Huh. Um, I know in Quebec they had a, when post-Confederation, like they proposed a blue ensign because, oh, really? but just not for any nautical reason. It's just because they're like, just blue Quebec. is French. <laughs> Just Quebec. So after Confederation, Canada's official flag remained the Union Jack until 1870. Uh, after that, Canada began flying versions of the Red Ensign as its unofficial flag. Okay. So it's what they fly, but there's no like legislation that says this is our national flag. Right. Just some people do. They, you know what? <laughs> they got other stuff to do. Yeah. They're thinking about other things. They're yeah. pushing the flag off for a while. We'll have a flag someday. Yeah, and that means that there's a bunch of versions of it, though. Yeah. So there's, like, people just add stuff to it, and they're like, I like it. (laughs) So the royal crown was usually featured on top of the shield, so they'll just put a crown. Um, They'll put a beaver below the shield, and they'll add maple branches on both sides. Why are other countries obsessed with Canadians and beavers? Like, why? Like, it's it's not, I don't think it's generally a Canadian thing. It's like other countries are like, oh, yeah, beavers. Like, yeah, beavers. That's Canadian. Well, I think Parks Canada uses a beaver as that's its true, logo. But I don't but think I Parks think Canada it. was around then. No. Yeah. <laughs> Parks Canada is older than the country of Canada itself. No. Um, I, I think it's because the way that Canada would be engaged with commercially for a long time was for the fur trade. So right. So they're exporting beaver pelts. Right. That makes sense. But also, I think it's a cute national animal. Oh, it's like yeah. they're industrious. Oh, yeah. They got cute. big teeth. They're cute. Gotta love it. They make nice little houses. Their teeth are orange. Orange, yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's something to do with... It's like they don't have enamel or something. I believe it... Yeah, I believe it's on an episode of Magic School Bus, but I could be wrong. (laughs) But this was explained that it's... going to Canada. Yeah, yeah, well, but basically that it's like something to do with having them able to chew at trees. Yeah, I I know it's it's a... Practicality. Yes. You know, beavers, beavers, they're, they're, they're busy bees. They're not beauties. Busy as a beaver. Busy as a beaver. At the time, the shield flown on the flag is not the same as the modern one that I described earlier. It's Mm -hmm. slightly different. Um, Instead, it was just composed of the four shields of the four original provinces. 
So essentially they're taking like a symbol from Nova Scotia, a symbol from New Brunswick, one from Quebec, one from uh, Ontario, and we're going to combine those to make the shields. Okay. Um, but the issue was that every time a new province was added, they needed to add their shield. So <laughs> the flag is getting a little crowded. Yeah. So they're like, much. we, we got we to gotta stop. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, it'll be all of those provinces and then just the West. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> it just trails off. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so all of these different shields made the flag incredibly hard to distinguish, particularly at sea. So in 1892, a warrant of the British Admiralty authorized merchant vessels registered in Canada to fly the Red Ensign with the only the four original. Well, thank God for that guy. We're cycling back. Yeah. Thank God for that guy. He was like, wait a second. We've always had inclusivity problems in Canada. And you know what? Because this is the Minute Women podcast, I'm just going to say, probably a suggestion from his wife. She was like, this is stupid. Women have been written out of history and we are trying to write that wrong. She's like, uh, honey... By making up characters. Really dumb. <laughs> Can you just not add any more? And he was like, oh, yeah, not add any, not add any more, eh? <laughs> yeah. So during this period, the Union flag was also flown on land, particularly after 1904 when it replaced the Canadian red ensign atop the Peace Tower on Parliament Hill. Oh. So they're like, that's not the official flag. The official flag is the Union Jack because yeah. we are still part of the British commonwealth so we're gonna fly it yeah it is crazy to think that we had like parliament and <laughs> yeah without and, like, the canadian prime ministers, flag. but no flag yeah and honestly when you think about it it's kind of a hippy dippy flag oh, yeah. like it's a great flag i think there was a guy who came up with a way to like score flags okay. based on certain characteristics about them so like how easy they are to reproduce by hand like can you reproduce it by memory is it Symmetrical. So the Canadian flag is great because it doesn't matter what side you look at it from, it looks the same. Yeah. And then based on a collection of these things, like how iconic they are, blah, 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 it, it gets a letter grade. Canada scores an A-, minus, which is Whoa. very good. I think Swiss flag has like an A. Or like Japan. Yeah. Actually, I think Japan that one... would win. <laughs> I think it it's only it scores lower because it's less iconic. Oh, yeah. But you Something can flip that, that flag anyway, and it's the exact same. Yeah. Anyway, we, can't, we can't do the upside down, the upside down, but yeah. we can do side to side. But yeah, but like U.S. is only like a C. Ugh, it's Because hard. it's hard to reproduce. Yeah. And it's not symmetrical. No. So suck it. Anyways. Yeah. I get defensive about flags. There's a word for... Wait. Flagophilia. <laughs> Flagophilia. Basically, it's like um, a lover of flags. flags. Study. Vexillology. 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 Something like the that. The love of flags or just like the studying That's of flags? like the study of flags. Cool. Um, a vexillologist. Yeah. So if you want to really impress people at a party, <laughs> whip that word out. <laughs> um, that's what we're here for. We're just trying to make everyone popular. Yeah. We just want to make you cool. <laughs> Following the First World War, there was a renewed patriotic fervor that produced early attempts to overhaul the Canadian flag. So in 1925, Prime Minister William Lyle Mackenzie King, Ooh. best name for a prime minister, by the way. Yeah. You know, you got FDR and stuff, but like now we're going to put four names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like one of his middle names is Lion. Like, I know. That's cool. Yeah. With a Y. With a Y. So it's like, it's like a hippie name. He's, he's like the original <laughs> hippie before hippie. Yeah. This is a name. Yeah. That like a cool character would have yeah. in some show. William Lyon Mackenzie King. Like I feel like it's a gossip girl name. It's a bunch like of names. Like you inherited those names. Yeah. So 
William Lyle Mackenzie King established a committee to design a flag that could be used at home. Mm-hmm. He immediately backed down when there was general outcry against any attacks on the Union Jack from Canadians of British descent. So a bunch of white people are like, how dare you come for our flag? Like, it's like nothing has changed. And he's like, all right. He's like, there are fine, b- you don't get your own flag. There then. are bigger fish to fry. <laughs> Thought I was doing you a favor. <laughs> so the committee was dissolved before it could present its final report. This did not stop the public desire to have a new flag, however. Regularly, the public would submit designs for a new flag, and designs were proposed in 1927, 1931, and 1939, but no flag was chosen. And then during the Second World War, the Red Ensign was once again used as the official national flag. Hmm. So we're just flipping back and forth between a British flag and a kind of British flag at this point. Okay. A joint committee of the Senate and the House of Commons was appointed on November 8th, 1945, to recommend a national flag to officially adopt. The submissions for the flags demonstrated the lack of public consensus over what Canada's flag ought to represent. (laughs) So the public submitted 2,409 designs to the National Flag Committee. Oh my gosh. Maple leaves were featured on 1,611 mm-hmm. submissions. Royal Union flags on 383. Stars in 231. Fleur de Lis on 184. Quebec. Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> Beavers on 116. Oh, man. Crowns on 49. Oh. And crosses on 22. Oh, so a whole range, but it seems like Maple Leaf is definitely the front runner what, by a mile. What year was this? So this is 1945. It's right okay. after the Second World War. Yeah, which it seems like those are the periods when they're like, we need our own flag. Yeah, because we've just fought in another global conflict yeah. and we don't have our own flag to fly. It'd be it'd be really cool to like feel part of something, you know? Like, can yeah. we just? <laughs> yeah, you know, I just want to participate. I just want to oh. feel like I'm part of something bigger than myself. Can yeah. I just have a flag? <laughs> Can we all just be friends? Yeah. What about beavers? What about seven beavers? <laughs> Why you know, seven? Hmm, I like it. I just like it's Mark's number. favorite number. One of them. But you know, we're also going to the Olympics and stuff. Like that just blows my mind. Yeah. That we're just for this whole time, Olympic athletes are not competing under the Canadian flag, which it's Weird. something. Yeah, and it's so ingrained into what it means to look like a Canadian yeah. that it's hard to think of a time when it wasn't part. Which yeah. I think. It shows the success of that flag. Like, yeah. I think the Canadian Maple Leaf flag is very successful. But it's so true. When I was in the British Virgin Islands over the winter, like, I just, I have a Maple Leaf on my luggage. Like, it's just my luggage yeah. tag. And people, like, note and comment. Like, and other <laughs> Canadians find you. Yeah. And Europeans find you. Because they're like, oh, at least you're not an American. At like, least you're not an American. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like that's something that, as Canadians, we're like... <laughs> I'm not American. Yeah. But then it is true. Like, you go overseas, people are like, thank God you're not American. Yeah. And I was like, And it's a thing for special. people from the States. Like, it became a big thing when, you know, traveling abroad became, like, an actual thing to do in the 70s, 60s, 70s. Yeah, once um, it was, like, available like, to a wider yeah, market. Yeah, for, like, students post-grad to go abroad. For Americans <laughs> to, like, put Canadian flags on their luggage. Yeah, and pretend. Because they realized that Canadians were just treated so much better because we're nice people. They're just jealous. They're just so jealous. Yeah. They have all the money and stuff, but they're jealous. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
So in addition to all these public submissions, there was vocal support to just keep the Union Jack or keep it featured on the flag, particularly within the Orange Order, which was a political and religious fraternal society that defended Protestantism and British culture. Yeah. So they sound sound boring. It doesn't sound like a very clear uh, distinction between church and state either. Uh, Excuse Um, me. And uh, (laughs) I don't like that. The committee was addressed by the director of the historical section of the Canadian Army, Fortescue de Guid. De Guid believed the problem was simpler than the committee and the public was making it out to be. So he's just like, all right, everybody calm down. It's, uh, it's just a flag. <laughs> he was like, Canada already had national official colors, which is red and white. Mm-hmm. And there was already an emblem representing the country, the three joined maple leaves seen on the Canadian coat of arms. Mm -hmm. So he's like, we've got all the ingredients we need to make a flag. Let's just do it. So let's just (laughs) use what we have. I like that guy. (laughs) However, by May 9th of the following year, the committee reported back with a fairly conservative recommendation. They proposed that the national flag of Canada should be the red ensign with a maple leaf in autumn gold colors with a bordered background of white. So it's essentially the red ensign. So red field, Union Jack in the corner, and it's this stylized gold maple leaf with a border of white where instead of a crest. Okay. The flag was particularly met with resistance from Quebecois politicians. So oh, for them, do they're you like, see my face? <laughs> Roll my eyes. To be Not fair, shocked. though, there's, it's only British symbols. <laughs> yeah, okay, and that's true. It's not even, we're not even including the, Sco- well, Scotland is part of Britain, but not even including the Irish anymore. It's yeah. just like, everybody out, unless you English. Yeah. Okay, I see, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, so the Legislative Assembly of Quebec had urged the committee to not include anything that they deemed to be foreign symbols, especially British ones, including the Union flag. So we trash on Quebec a lot yeah, we on do. this podcast. Sorry to all of our Quebec listeners. You're just easy to make fun of, and we're jealous of you. You have Montreal. Yeah. You have the best cities, so we just like make fun it's of true. you. But. The I think they they kind of hit the nail on the head with this one. Like, why would you make a new flag that has an old flag on it? Yeah. Like, that's not fun. That's no. not cool. That's lame. If you're going to go and make a new flag, go all the way yeah. and make a new flag. I don't want the Canadian red ensign. No. It's boring. I don't want it. Get rid of it. So choosing a new flag is put on hold again. But <laughs> there were still conversations happening in the public. In 1958, an extensive poll was taken of the attitudes that adult Canadians held towards the flag. Of those who expressed opinions, over 80% wanted a national flag entirely different from that of any other nation, so aka not the Red Ensign. Fair. And 60% wanted their flag to bear the maple leaf. So it's again, like it seems like you're just making it way more this complicated seems than it really needs to be. Easy. <laughs> People want a new flag with a red maple leaf. Yeah. They want a f- maple leaf. They want a new flag with no other flags on it. So let's just go back to the drawing board. Just let's boot try the red again. ensign. I don't want it. Try again. The issue of the flag was becoming increasingly political. From his office as leader of the opposition, Lester Pearson of the Liberal Party. Lester B. Pearson. Lester B. Pearson. He's not prime minister yet. He's still leader of the opposition. This is during the Diefenbaker administration, I believe. Dun, dun, dun. Diefenbaker. The Diefenbunker. <laughs> So Lester B. Pearson of the Liberal Party issued a press release on January 27, 1960, in which he summarized the problem and presented his suggestion as such. Quote, 
Canadian government taking full responsibility as soon as possible for finding a solution to the flag problem by submitting to Parliament a measure which, if accepted by the representatives of the people in Parliament, would, I hope, settle the problem. So he's like, we just need a new flag. We just got to get this over with. He sounds reasonable. Sounds a little. It sounds reasonable. The progressive conservative government at the time, headed by Prime Minister John Diefenbaker, did not accept the invitation to establish a new Canadian flag. So Pearson made it a Liberal Party policy in 1961 and part of the party's election platform in the 1962 and 1963 federal elections. So now he's running on, I will get you a flag. Right. That's cool. Yeah. It's becoming really like a political issue between the conservatives and liberals. Is it funny? Is it sad? Is it terribly wrong that those are the big political issues in Canada? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's the 60s. It's during the civil rights movement. Um, But we're, you know... I'm going to get you a flag. I'm going to get you a flag, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's the least I can do. That's the Lester B. Pearson promise. (laughs) Actually, it is the absolute least I can can do (laughs) It is literally just a visual issue. (laughs) During the election campaign of 1963, Pearson promised that Canada would have a new flag within two years of his election. No previous party leader had ever gone as far as Pearson did by putting a time limit on finding a new national flag for Canada. Which is just so sad. He's like, I promise in two years we'll have a new flag. Everyone before was just like, we'll think about it. But then they always just. Yeah, like within the next 700 days. Yeah. The 1963 election brought the Liberals back to power, but with a minority government. And in February of 1964, a three-leaf design was leaked to the press. So the Liberals are, like, floating around ideas for a flag, and it gets leaked. (gasps) So they're like, oh, they're serious about it. At the 20th Royal Canadian Legion Convention in Winnipeg on May 17, 1964, Pearson faced an unsympathetic audience of Canadian Legionnaires and told them that the time had come to replace the Canadian Red Ensign with a distinctive maple leaf flag. The Royal Canadian Legion and the Canadian Corps Association wanted to make sure that the new flag would include the Union flag as a sign of Canada's ties to the United Kingdom and other Commonwealth countries, such as Australia and New Zealand, that both use the Union Jack in one quarter of their national flag. Which, also, talk about two flags that are very hard to distinguish. Very hard. (laughs) New Zealand recently had a campaign to try and pick a new flag. Pick a new flag, But I don't know if they ended up doing it. I don't think so. Yeah, and so it's typically, like, military people that are most culturally conservative. Because for them, they're like, I fought under this flag. Right. I don't want to get a new one. But I love that in New Zealand, they more nationally identify with their rugby's sports logo. Yeah. Like the New Zealand All, Bla- All Blacks? Yeah. Yeah. The New Zealand All Blacks, like that silver fern yeah. is more iconic than their national flag. And they're like, that's what we want as our flag. Yeah, 100%. I think that's rad. Oh, it's super cool. It's like if we were like, let's put the Toronto Maple Leafs on the flag, but we'd never do that. Everybody would be like, Mm. And to be honest, it's like pretty much the same design. It's just blue. Yeah. And everybody would be like, Ooh. It, it would make Quebec happy. And Toronto fans would be like, yeah. They haven't won a cup in so long. Is the Canadian flag younger than the last time the Leafs <laughs> won the cup? The Maple Leaf was, the Canadian Maple Leaf was two years old the last time Toronto won the cup. Let that sink in, everyone. Uh, Okay. 
Lester Pearson's preferred choice for the new flag was nicknamed the Pearson Pennant. So that's the one in the commercial in the Heritage Minute. He's like, the Prime Minister wants this. It's essentially so same layout as our flag now, except instead of red stripes on both sides, they're blue. Yeah. And the maple leaf is the three sprigged maple leaf instead of the single but it's red, red one. And it is red, yeah. So it's blue, red, and white. Blue, red, and white. And that's what they say in the Heritage Minute. It's like, but blue is not an official Canadian color. Which I don't know. He says that the blue bars are meant to represent Canada's motto, which is from sea to sea. Yeah. So it's meant to be the two oceans. But I now believe our national motto is from sea to sea to sea. Because we have three coasts. Three, from sea to sea to sea. Love it. (laughs) I see. I see. (laughs) On June 15, 1964, Prime Minister Pearson formally reopened the parliamentary debate on the subject of Canada's flag. This would go down as the Great Canadian Flag Debate. That's what the Wikipedia page is called. That's what the Canadian Encyclopedia page is called. It's so petty. The Great Canadian Flag Debate. It doesn't deserve the title great. It should just be the petty Canadian flag debate. You know, if there was like a Great Canadian debate on race <laughs> yeah exactly you know <laughs> well there should be no debate no there should be no but debate. of course we're gonna debate it <sighs> pearson sought to produce a new flag which embodied the history and tradition of canada but he also wanted to remove the union jack as a reminder of canada's heritage and link to the united kingdom so ultimately the debate didn't come down to whether or not the maple leaf was a Canadian symbol. Like, that was basically a given at this point, and they knew that the maple leaf was going to be featured in some way. Good. Rather, the debate came down to whether or not they should exclude the British-related component of its identity. Yes. I think that (laughs) they should. But it's like, yeah, they're like, how can we cut out the the Union Jack from our flag? Or something that identifies us as a British, once a British colony. Control C. Control C, yeah. Control X. Yeah, Control X. Yeah. Just get rid of it. We can copy it. They can have it back. Yeah. We just don't want it. We just don't need it. Deefen Baker led the opposition to the maple leaf flag, arguing for the retention of the Canadian red ensign. Deefen Baker and his lieutenants mounted a filibuster. A what? So a filibuster is in Parliament. Essentially, as long as you keep talking and don't sit down, they can't end the proceedings. So essentially like one have you never seen a filibuster no so essentially you get one mp to like stand up and they just go on and on and on and on and then another one will go on and on and on and on and as long as you keep debating they can't close the debate they can't call for an end to like the session and a decision or a vote to be called so why would someone want this This so awful (laughs) I, i think it's because so the liberals only have a minority government but i think with the support of the ndp they would be able to pass a bill to get a new flag. Right. And so the conservatives know that their only hope is to just draw this out for as long as possible. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. Okay. It's incredibly petty. <laughs> oh, petty white men. Uh. The seemingly endless debate raged on in Parliament and the press with no side letting up. So need, like the liberals aren't conceding and the conservatives aren't conceding. Mm-hmm. The fun idea of a new flag was becoming a vicious, tedious, ridiculous political debate that mm-hmm. allowed the liberals and the conservatives to just exchange petty punches. Yeah. So they're just making fun of each other. Pearson, Excellent. Yeah. You know, like you said, it's not like there's bigger things going no. on. 
Pearson forced members of parliament to stay over summer to discuss the topic of a new flag. Worst Imagine. boss ever. <laughs> it's like, Worst boss you ever. know what? You don't get to go have summer vacation. You have to stay. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the flag that I want. Exactly. But that did not help, and by autumn, there was still no solution in sight. On September 10, 1964, the Prime Minister yielded to the suggestion that the matter be referred to a special flag committee. So essentially, Pearson is trying to push through the flag that he proposed. Right. And they don't want that. So right. now he's like, fine, we'll have a committee to talk about it. Yeah. The key member of the 15-person panel, Liberal Member of Parliament John Matheson, so he's the guy in the Heritage Minute, Okay. Uh, said that they were asked to produce a flag for Canada and in just six weeks. <laughs> so this debate's been going on since June. It is now September, so almost three months. Yeah. And so he's like, and I have six weeks to make a flag that everyone can agree on. And they're just like, just do it. Just do it. John, come on. Just do it. So on September 10th, 1964, a committee of 15 members of parliament was announced. It was made up of seven liberals, five conservatives, and one from each of the remaining parties. Okay. The conservatives at first saw this event as a victory. Because they knew from all the previous flag committees that they never came up with anything. So the yeah. conservatives are like, great, we pushed it to a committee. We're going to be able to just like weasel our way out of it and we won't come to any conclusions. Yeah. During the next six weeks, the committee held 35 lengthy meetings. John Baker was elated with this outcome. He was convinced that the complicated formula spelled the death of Pearson's flag. Mm -hmm. So he's like, great, the more complicated this kind of situation becomes, the less likely we'll pick a flag. Right. He was prepared to accept the committee's decision only if the vote resulted in a clear majority. So like 13 out of 15 people, for mm -hmm. instance. Herman Baton, an MP from Newfoundland, acted as the chairman, and John Matheson from Ontario played as the, essentially Pearson's, like, right-hand man. So okay. Pearson isn't on this committee because he has submitted a flag. Right. <laughs> He's also the prime minister. Probably has better things to do. Should. So, hopefully have better things yeah. to do. Yeah. <laughs> so Matheson is his representative. Okay. Guid again testified at length to the committee, presenting essentially the same views he had expressed in 1945, that we have the maple leaf and we have two official colors. That's the formula for success. He's trying to make it so simple. He's just He's really like, trying to make it easy for them. Two colors, maple leaf. Do you see what I see? Think about it. Everyone's like, uh, beaver. I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> this is a lot of work. <laughs> So they also brought forward historians to present to the committee. So the views of the historians brought... You, they brought you. They were like, hello, I mean, Grace. Hello, Grace. I time traveled and <laughs> I uh, presented my opinions. <laughs> so Arthur Lower and Marcel Trudel were the historians brought forward and they had starkly different opinions. <sighs> so Lower stressed the need for a new distinctly Canadian emblem. He preferred the candidate of the maple leaf. So he's kind mm -hmm. of in line with Duguid. Trudell, on the other hand, thought the flag should contain the symbols of the founding nations. Right. So something far more conservative. Something that had been done with the 1921 coat of arms, for example. He did not think the maple leaf was a significant symbol, which was something similar to what Diefenbaker had been proposing. So right. they're like, I don't know if it's just like, Canadians don't like it as much as you're making it out to be, or if they don't think it's a strong enough symbol. Like, they right. want something more like, tough, we are Canada. Like, stars, stripes. 
crosses. <laughs> Other people's flags. <laughs> Other people's flags. We hate our stuff. Again, thousands of suggestions poured in from the public. Uh, this time, they had over 3,500 entries submitted. <sighs> 2,136 contained maple leaves. I think we see a theme here. <laughs> I think people would like the maple leaf. Only 408 contained Union Jacks, so it has become less proportionately popular. Nice. Uh, 389 contained beavers, and 359 contained the flirtily. Okay. More. So at the last minute, John Matheson slipped a flag design in by historian George Stanley, who... From my thesis research, I know is a huge racist. All right. Which makes the rest of this story kind of annoying okay. to me. <laughs> he just wrote this like history of Western Canada. And he's like, you know why indigenous people uh, didn't make it out? They didn't want to. They were uh, lazy. And we were like so nice to them. And we were going to give them farms. And it was really just their like cultural unawareness that they were unable to succeed in, in Western Canada. Tell that guy to stop talking. Yeah, he's dead now. Yep. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Anyways. It's, Moving his on. flag gets kind of slipped into the mix last minute by John Matheson. Mm -hmm. The idea for his flag came to him while sitting in front of the Mackenzie Building of the Royal Military College of Canada while viewing the college flag flying in the wind. So the Royal Military College's flag is white in the center, mm -hmm. two red on each side, and then they have a red uh, crest in the center. Yeah. On March 23rd, 1964, Stanley submitted a formally detailed memorandum to Matheson, which described the history of Canada's emblems and essentially detailed why he believed that it was really inadvisable for the flag to carry either the Union Jack or the fleur de -lis. Like, he's like, you're only going to get people upset yeah. if you have one or the other. And if you have both, that's like putting two conflicting nation symbols exactly. on the same flag. It's just like he's Be like, your Don't own do that. place, Canada. Yeah. So the design he put forward is a single red maple leaf on a plain white background flanked by two red borders, which is based on the RNC flag. A more professional drawing of Stanley's crude sketch. They actually have his sketch. And so he's basically just like drawing it out with a like a seems like a crayon <laughs> sending it in. He's like, this is what I think, guys. <laughs> Um, and they're like, uh, yes, but no. <laughs> but a, a graphic artist by the name of Jacques Saint-Cyr, he does like the formal one. Nice. And that's what is presented to the commission. Cool. Cool. And that's what we've got. Yep. So Matheson asked him to incorporate one small change, uh -huh. which was inspired by the design of George Bist. He asked that the center white section be square flanked by two red bars, essentially making each section equal. Like the oh. way that Stanley originally submitted it, it wouldn't have fit like the proportions of the right. flag that we have today. So it was more just like a math numbers thing that right. we don't need to get into. We and don't talk do about. that. This is not a math podcast. It is not. The voting was held on October 22nd, 1964, when the committee's final contest pitted Pearson's pennant against Stanley's. So those are the two final selections. If neither was decisively favored, then the red ensign would remain in place. Uh. So those are the three potential outcomes. But, uh, so I love this. So the conservatives assumed that they would, all the liberals would vote for Pearson's flag. Right. Because that's the prime minister, their party leader, they're going to back his flag no matter what. And so the conservatives are like, well, as long as we just throw our votes to Stanley's flag, we'll split the decision and the red ensign will remain in place. 
Right. But the liberals knew that that's what the conservatives were going to do. So they were just so committed to just getting a new flag that everyone voted for Stanley's flag. That's amazing. So they're just like, they outwitted the conservatives and it's a 14 to nothing decision because the chairman (gasps) doesn't vote. Oh, that's so funny. So everyone (laughs) votes for Stanley's flag, which the conservatives are like, oh no. (laughs) And then the liberals are like, well, there we go. Surprise, bitches. (laughs) So the committee's choice was then presented to the House of Commons. So this does not make it the flag. It's just like, this is the flag we are proposing. We oh have decided this is the flag that will be proposed. Diefenbaker and the Conservatives continued their bitter opposition to the new flag. They filibustered and dragged the debate on for another six weeks. Oh my gosh. Historian Rick Archibald said that the November-December debate was being, quote, among the ugliest in the House of Commons history. End quote. (laughs) So the proceedings were so despised by essentially all Canadians that the Toronto Star's Peter C. Newman called it the great flag farce (laughs) in the newspapers. It's and it's funny too because I was at a question period. Well, I've been to question period like two times. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and the first question period I was at, I was in grade ten, <laughs> and uh, the debate that was happening was Stephen Harper was getting kind of um, bombarded with questions about taking an airplane to or a helicopter to oh, somewhere else in Ottawa to no. go to a Tim Hortons event, and they were like. <laughs> Did, and, and basically, like, the stuff that was brought up to him was, like, did you really need your Tim Hortons coffee, like, that bad? Like, on his way to an event, he Ugh. stopped at a Tim Hortons in, like, his helicopter or whatever. Politicians think they're so funny. And I was, they like... Think they're so funny. I was funny. in grade 10, and, like, it was at Encounters with Canada. Oh, okay, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and the leader was, like, um, we're just gonna go now because this isn't very educational. Yeah. <laughs> and we were, like, uh... Adults don't know anything either, kids. Yeah, and I remember she was, like... Oh, she was really sweet. She was a retired high school teacher, and she was, like... Yeah, she's, like this is politics and we just left <laughs> that's funny uh, so finally a prominent conservative MP from Quebec broke ranks and invited the liberals to invoke closure so essentially one of the conservatives was just like I'm done yeah. doing this filibuster thing let's just end this so that limited speeches to 20 minutes and forced a vote after yeah. some 250 speeches, so that's how long they were just delaying oh and putting this my off, God. a vote was taken on the 15th of December, 1964, at 2.15 a.m. <laughs> the committee's recommendation of Stanley's flag was accepted oh, by a vote God. of 163 to 78. Okay. All, immediately after the vote, Matheson wrote a postcard to George Stanley saying, quote, Your proposed flag has just now been approved by the Commons 163 to 78. Congratulations. I believe it is an excellent flag that will serve Canada well. Well, that's good. That's cute. That's something. Queen Elizabeth II approved the Maple Leaf flag by signing a royal proclamation on January 28th, 1965. Yep. Then just eating some biscuits, riding one of her horses. <laughs> yeah. Someone runs over to her with a clipboard. She's like, oh, all right, dear, thank you. Like, all right. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, it definitely was a sideshow because Prime Minister Pearson and leader of the opposition, Diefenbaker, were both in London attending the funeral of Sir Winston Churchill. Oh. So that's Canada's flag becomes under royal proclamation. It's like, Winston Churchill just died. It's like, uh, we have other things to do. Yeah. Which, again, like, timeline-wise, like, Winston Churchill was never alive while... This was officially our flag. That's so crazy. It's so weird. It's such like so iconic. I, it's yeah. hard to imagine it not being our flag. Right. The flag was inaugurated on 
February 15, 1965, at an official ceremony held on Parliament Hill in Ottawa in the presence of Governor General Major General Georges Barnier, the Prime Minister, the members of Cabinet, and the Canadian parliamentarians. So, all the bigwigs. All there. They all showed up. <laughs> Everybody got out of bed to see this flag. Yeah. Also, throughout Canada, at the United Nations in New York City, at Canadian litigations, and on Canadian ships throughout the world, the red ensign was lowered and the Canadian maple leaf was raised. Nice. So, very symbolic. I like that. Rolling them all down. As journalist George Bain wrote of the occasion, the flag, quote, looked bold and clean and distinctively our own. It is bold. It is bold. It's... I think it's a product of the 60s. It's a little hippy-dippy. It like, is a little, it is a little hippy. A little, it's a little, like, Let's just fun. put the maple leaf there. <laughs> but I like that. It's, like, it's bold, and it's clean, and it's ours. And yeah. it's, like, and we can all get behind it. And, like, every Canadian kid at one point has had to draw the Canadian flag. I know. Do you know how many points it has? No. Uh, I think it's 333. Three, three. It's 11. So it has two by the stem and then 333. Three, three. Yeah, that's, yeah. 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 So, ele- so I'm right, yeah. 11 points in maple leaf. <laughs> We, that doesn't, that's not symbolic of anything. No, this okay. is what a maple leaf looks like. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't know why. That's like, but that's always like a trivia question I always get is like, huh. how many points are on the oh, maple funny. leaf? It's like, I've answered that. I remember answering that at like two separate funny. trivias. It's not a hard well, question, guys. That was <sighs> a, that was a roller coaster of. Do you want to hear the epilogue? Stupidity. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, because it gets stupider. Oh, gosh. Don't worry. It's, it's short. I just, no. This is one of my favorite stories that comes out of it. So. I'm excited. Uh, there was still a lot of attachment to the Canadian Red Ensign, and it has persisted in some forms. So mm-hmm. province of Manitoba and province of Ontario, they adopt versions of it for their provincial flags. Yeah. And... Since 1996, February 15th has been commemorated as a national holiday uh, in Canada as Flag Day. So that's when it officially becomes raised as our flag. Okay. The first Flag Day celebration was oh so fitting. Okay. Of the argumentative origins of Canada's flag. So at the first Flag Day ceremony in Hull, Quebec, Prime Minister Jean Chrétien was confronted by demonstrators against proposed cuts to the unemployment insurance system. Famously, while walking through the crowd, Gretchen grabbed the neck of a protester oh, yeah. who approached him and pushed him aside. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Jean Gretchen choking out a protester, yeah. that's on Canada's, like, first flag day. Yeah. Oh, Jean Gretchen. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, the prime minister when I was a kid. And I was yeah. like, he's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> How did he get elected? He was a scary man. He was a walking corpse. Yeah. <laughs> he was asleep. If you, like, look at him. But, yeah, so that's the... Great Canadian flag debate. The great Canadian flag debacle. Debacle. Farce. farce, You know? Stupid. Boys. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it should be something that's so fun. Yeah. It's like, we're picking a new flag. Uh, And everyone's just like, I hate it. Well, it's like when when the uh, provincial birds were picked, it was kids in in the elementary schools. Exactly. That sounds cool. Actually, it's very sweet. There's... um, I don't know if it's just the one or if there's a couple of them, but I mean, there's a lot of kids submissions to like submitting a national flag during Aww. this period of time. And I know for like sure there's one that was submitted by like a six year old girl and it's like super colorful, yeah. like crazy colors all over the place. And they uh, submitted it to the National Gallery. Oh, that's so So it's cool. still in Canada's like National Gallery. Oh, that's like, so sweet. Collection of submissions. I love and that. I think that's really cute. Um, Little girl in the 70s. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I like our flag a lot. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't. I, I always compare it to like in the United States where like they take their flag so seriously. Yeah. And I feel like even just like the premise of like, it's a maple leaf. Like you can't take it that seriously. No. It, like it doesn't ask you to take it super seriously. No. And I like that. And I think that's something very Canadian almost about it. Yeah. You know, it's the flag, our anthem. Like they're very simple. They're very straightforward. It's yeah. very like, this is a representation of Canada. There's no linear meaning to this. It's just no. like, this is it. This is us. Yeah. Yeah. Have a great day. Yeah, like please and song, thank you. I'm sorry. Like yeah, <laughs> like I just like compare it to the US. Like if cuz the anthem po- uh minute was the other one I was thinking about oh, for doing okay. this one. But the the Canadian national anthem doesn't like reference a specific event. It, it it's just kind of like general sentiments it's and I feel like, like that's yeah. the same with the flag. It's like this is the one thing that we all collectively over the course which I do like in that you know, because there were so many committees, you have all of these polls for like half of a century, yeah. and you only see the maple leaf grow in popularity and people, yeah, al- like aligning with it more and more. Yeah, and I don't. I feel like it's it feels welcoming in a way. It's like we're yeah. not clinging to like something in the past. It's no, I just totally like, agree. It's all about the future. Yeah. So yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, that was no fun. Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day, everyone. I actually get Canada Day off this year. That is so awesome. Because well. The premise is not great. Parks Canada is not open, but right. for the last six years, You've I've had, had to work. work on Canada Day, which That's I don't. Awesome. I don't get holiday pay. That's annoying. That is annoying. Um, that is annoying. I yeah. know holiday pay is great, yeah. but you know what? I'm just gonna like have a few beers with my family and good for you. Feel super Canadian yeah. about it. <laughs> And that's actually a wrap on season one of the Minute oh. Women podcast. Uh, thank you so much for coming along on this ride with us, yeah. uh, for joining in with us for our first season of the of the podcast and listening along to Grace and I. Uh, we thoroughly appreciate it, and it's been such an awesome journey. And don't worry, we're uh, going to be back really soon. We're only taking off a week, and then we'll uh, start season two. And we're really looking forward to listening to that. Yeah, thank you so much for listening and listening to all our crazy episodes 20 already which is crazy but yeah so like Linnea said we're only taking one week off to like figure out what we're gonna do for season two yeah and so we'll be back on July 15th yeah so we're taking July 8th off and we'll be back on July 15th no need to go lame as yourself no need to go lame as yourself Yeah, so we always appreciate it when you can give us a follow on our social media channels. On Instagram, we're Minute Women Podcast, and on Facebook at the same handle. And on Twitter, we are at The Minute Women. We love to get a DM from you guys to let us know what you think of the episodes, any interesting fun facts that you have. Uh, yeah, we just love hearing from you and knowing that you're enjoying the episodes. Or not enjoying them. Tell us if you hate them. We'll try and do better. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll probably make fun of you on the podcast if you do. Warning. Yeah, most uh, definitely. But, uh, but uh, you can yeah. if you want to. Feedback is, feedback <laughs> is cool. Yeah, and make sure you uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to us on. You can also find all the sources used in the podcast, and you can find all of the episodes on our website, which is minutewomenpodcast.ca. 